Welcome, everybody. Uh, we're excited that you're tuned in today. Uh, Matt and I decided to just come together uh, and really teach the Word of God to Acts Church and Tabernacle to, uh, together. Um, it, it's a really difficult and different time we're in, right? Uh, we're seeing what's unfolding around the world and in our nation and in our state and even, even locally now. Um, so, yeah, we know this has been different for you. Listen, we hope you enjoyed the worship with your family. Uh, and we definitely just want to take some time to teach from the Word together. Um, for us, it just made sense, right, Matt, to do Absolutely. this first and one together. Absolutely. Uh, after we made the decision that we were going to do uh, a digitally-based service, uh, we decided to come together and worship and teach you together. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Yeah, We pray that everybody's doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that God is moving. Again, that worship was good for you in your home. Um, I know we enjoyed it, so I just pray that you enjoyed it as well. One of the things as we've been praying and talking to a lot of folks and seeing posts online and interacting with a lot of people, it seems like fear is a topic that's coming up a lot. And so as we've been praying and looking at Scripture, and even as I was studying today, uh, kept coming back to a passage of Scripture from Matthew and an encounter that the disciples have with Jesus. Yeah. And what was fascinated me as we were looking at it is there's kind of a dichotomy, kind of a, a, a difference and a similarity to both situations, and I think it's quite applicable to actually what we're going through today. So I'm just going to read a little bit from Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27, and most of us are familiar with this. It's when Jesus is with his disciples, and they're in a storm. It says, Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm <clears throat> struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus replied, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. And the disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. And so we see this moment of actual fear with the disciples in the storm. And I love how it starts. Jesus is asleep even during the storm. He's not That's scared. Good. That's good. He's not afraid. He knows what's going on. I think that's even very similar and connected to what we're experiencing today. I think God is not unaware as to what's going on. Yeah, it seems, absolutely. It seems like it's taken us by surprise, but it's not taking him by surprise. Yeah, one of the things I love so much about this story particularly is there's such imagery. Uh, like, I think all of us can imagine what it's like to be the disciples. Everybody's running around and bumping into each other yeah. and like, what are we going to do? This is crazy. Uh, and, and then there's this realization that Jesus is here and he's our leader. And so like I'm, I imagine them waking him up yeah. frantic and even upset. Like, how could you be asleep at a time like this? Yeah. You know, like good. out of all the things you could be doing, how can you be asleep right now? Yeah. Uh, and then Jesus waking up calmly and casually. Like, why are you afraid? Yeah. Your yeah. faith is so small. Why are you afraid? Yeah. Uh, and what I love about his statement is it, he doesn't deny the storm that they're in. Mm. And so when we talk about faith and fear in this connection, it is not denying the reality that's going on around us. Yeah. Um, like, like they were definitely in a storm. There, there was winds and there was rain and all these things were happening. So they were definitely in a mm -hmm. storm. Um, but, but Jesus says, why are you afraid? And why is your faith so little? Yeah. Uh, and I love that he says that to them before he does anything about what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. That's good. What's interesting, now that we kind of understand this story, is... The storm happens again with the disciples, yes. but it's kind of a very different encounter. And we fast forward, we're, we're going to continue on, and we're going to be in Matthew chapter 14, and it's going to be verses 22 to 36. And just to kind of recap, I don't think we need to be 
reading all of it, but it's this moment when the disciples are on the boat, and instead of being asleep this time, they kind of wake up, and Jesus is gone. They don't think he's there, mm -hmm. and they see this phantom, what they think is a phantom or a ghost. Kind of the tradition of the day is that folks that died at sea, their ghosts or phantoms would stay out in that sea. Yeah. And they thought they were seeing a ghost and they were scared. They were terrified, right? So it says that they, they left. It says the disciples, they were uh, in trouble far away from land. There's a strong wind. And it says about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. They cried out, it is a ghost, right? Yeah. But Jesus spoke to them at once and said, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to rest there, wait there for a second, because I think in connection, the difference between both stories, the difference between both situations from the book of Matthew is, the first one, Jesus is there and they're sleeping and they're terrified and they wake him up. But in the second one, Jesus wasn't with them. And they wake up and they're terrified and they think we're all alone, we don't have anything. But all of a sudden, they see that he is in fact there. And I think that's connected to what maybe a lot of us are experiencing and processing in this moment. That we think, where is God right now? Yeah. He, well, Jesus, where are you? I'm waking up terrified. I don't see you in the boat. I don't see you in the situation in our lives. I don't see you as schools are closing. I don't see you as, I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know about my job. I don't know about life in general or where we're headed in a lot of things. And I think the amazing thing is we panic and we're afraid. And it was even farther than that because they see this, they think a phantom. Like there's, yeah. they, it's such an unknown. Yeah. And I think it's so applicable that he's still there with them, yeah. even though when he says, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely this um, something about the presence of Jesus that calms our fears. Yeah. Right. Like there's something about knowing that God is close to us that helps us deal with fear. Um, and, and yeah, again, even in this story, I, I see a similarity uh, between Matthew 14 and even Matthew 8 in that Jesus hasn't done anything yet. Mm -hmm. um, in both of those stories, he's telling them to take courage. Um, and he hasn't done anything to stop their situation yet. Right. Oh, that's um, good. And, and so I, there's so much power in that um, the peace of God comes often even before God acts in a situation. Mm. You know, so, so the fact that he's with us has to be enough mm. and it's supposed to be enough. And a lot of times we ask the question, God, why didn't God stop this? Or why am I dealing with this situation? Or mm -hmm. why is this happening? Um, and oftentimes we don't have valid answers for those right. questions if, we, if, we're, if we're honest and right. we're real about it. Um, but what we do know and we do find faith and peace is in Jesus is with us in the midst of it. Um, and I think the disciples had to learn that lesson over and over again. And so you see stories of them in storms and different situations. Like they had to learn as we learn uh, that if Jesus is with us, that is enough. Yeah, we, we need we need to know that and we need to walk in that truth and relish that truth. And I, and I love, again, the language. Lord, uh, not, not even that part. Let me see. Verse verse 27. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Yeah, I am here. Don't, don't be afraid because I am with you. Right. Yeah. And that's super powerful and important. And I think what's interesting even with that is it makes me think of like when I was a child, when I was a kid and I would think I was alone or yeah. the house would be dark and I would run into a room where my parents were. Yeah. And like, as soon as I saw that they were there, as soon as that moment when my parents were, like I could see them, right? Yeah. That moment, that's when I wasn't afraid anymore. 
That's right. And I think for us, understanding that Jesus is still with us, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives within us if we've trusted in Christ. Yeah. So it's not that we're alone, even in these moments. We don't have to run in terror because we think we're alone. We have Christ within us. Yeah. Yeah, and we definitely have to have a sense of confidence. Um, when it comes to facing our fears, we have to have a sense of confidence. Yeah. Um, and that confidence is never in us or our own abilities uh, or, or what we can do or figure out. That confidence has to rest in Jesus Christ. Good. Um, because he's, he, he's always ahead of what we're in. He's always bigger than what we're in. He's already mastered what we're dealing with. Um, and so a sense of confidence, I think, is essential to dealing with fear in our own lives. Right. Uh, and whether it's fear of what's going on currently and what will happen uh, you know, with the virus and all those things, or whether it's just regular fears, because one thing, none of us are exempt from fear. You know, right. No matter who we are, um, even, even before this situation happened, you know, there's always moments and things that tempt us to be fearful. Yeah. Um, but, but we have to have a confidence in who Jesus is. That's good. Um, and that gives us assurance, man, as we go through yeah. difficulty. So that's, uh, we, we have to keep that in the forefront. Um, and I think that, I, I hear that in Jesus' statement as he says, don't be afraid. It's me. Uh, take courage because I'm here. You know, he, he, take courage. Um, he, he, there's a sense of confidence that always comes once we recognize his presence. And even as we read through, what is this, Matthew 14, yeah. like, like we get to see a real example of how this confidence takes hold, right? Because yeah. Peter then says the craziest thing I yeah. think anybody can say in this Good. situation. Lord, if it's you, let me step out of the boat and come to where you are. Right. You know, like that's probably the wildest thing you can yep. say in that situation. I love, I love the way that NLT says it. He says, Lord, if it's really you. If it's really you. Like, if it's oh, really you, yeah. tell me to come to you walking <laughs> on the water. Like, it shows even yeah. his hesitation and fear. Yeah. But like, no, no, if it really is you, then I will step out. Then we can do the things, the miraculous things, the yeah. hard things. And I think that's so applicable to where we're at as individuals in a community within the church and all that we're doing. Yeah. I think it's really, where's our faith? Are we trusting in the Lord? Now we have wisdom in the things that we do too. Right. We wanna be wise. That's one of the reasons why we're not meeting together in person. We wanna be responsible and wise and do what our community leaders are suggesting us to do. That's fine. But like, we're not, we're not hesitating. We don't have fear. And we wanna encourage each of you as we follow Christ, Christ is with us. His Holy Spirit lives within us. And it's in those moments when he's with us when we can say, Lord, if it really is you, call me out to you. Tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yeah. And then Jesus tells him, come. okay, come. come. Come on. It's yep. such good preaching right down through here. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. P Peter recognizes, and yeah. this is only conjecture. We don't have evidence of this. But, but in my opinion, oh, okay. in my opinion, <laughs> Peter recognizes that in the midst of fear, the best place to be is as close to Jesus as possible. Mm -hmm. so, so rather than, I want to wait for you to get to me, God, if it's you, I'll come to where you are. Mm. I think Peter realizes that in the presence of Jesus, even the mm -hmm. storm is irrelevant. That's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. listen, I don't, I'll come to where you are. That's good. And Jesus says the, the, the words that might be crazier than Peter's question, come. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And so we see this guy step out of the boat yeah, that's good. to go to where Jesus is. That's good. You know? And he begins to walk on the very thing he was afraid of. Yeah. Ooh, the God, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think there's hope for, for us in that. Yeah. But, but I even go like the reality of where it goes next because I think yeah. it shows, I think sometimes we beat Peter up 
for sinking. Yeah. But like right. he's the one that stepped out of the boat. Yeah. He's the one that went for it. And even when it got rocky and scary, even as he's being obedient yeah. and stepping out, it says he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. But yeah, the yeah. Lord's with him. Yeah. And so Jesus has immediately reached out and grabbed him. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I love about this part of the story, um, it very well could have just ended with Peter walks on the water. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. He gets out of the boat. We get to see this dynamic demonstration yeah. of his faith in the midst of fear and, you know, terror and possible death and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't. It tells us the rest of the story. And it continues. And and to your point, yeah. he begins to sink. I, I think fear is recyclical in our lives in a certain way. Uh, and what I mean is fear is not something we deal with once and for all. If we're super honest, there will be other moments where where we we're afraid. You know? Yeah. You know, like like it's not something we deal with once and for all. You know, Jesus fixed it, and so I'm never scared again. No, life will carry us through ups and downs. There'll be different situations, and in those moments, we'll be yeah. scared. You know, like God, I believe God is going to bring us peace and assurance uh, as we face this virus. Yeah. But guess what? There will be something else, and we'll be like, wow, I don't know. Uh, this is scary. That's good. And we'll have to trust God all over again. Yeah. Um. So it's this process. It's this the, the ups and downs of yeah. as we experience different things. Uh, to trust God in the midst of those and him speak to fear. It makes me think a little bit of that analogy we were talking about, like when you're in the dark and you're running to get to where your parents are. Yeah. Because then you're no longer scared. But then like when they send you back to bed. <laughs> yeah. And they do send you back yeah. to bed. All the parents. Yeah. You're going to book Let me pray with you and you can. go back to bed. Yeah. You're going to run as fast as you can to get back in bed and pull those covers tight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very similar, I think, yeah. to that. So you have those moments where you step out on the water. You know the Lord's with you. But sometimes even in those moments... He still has to reach down and grab you. Yeah. And I think there's a blessing that he does do that. Absolutely. And so that he has not forgotten us. He has not forsaken us. And and I think there's there's just power and understanding uh, that he is there. Yeah, That's absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, our perspective is everything when it comes mm -hmm. to dealing with fear. Mm -hmm. Like your, your perspective, how we interpret the situation around us and the finality of that is everything. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's so much to be said about how we look at the situation. Uh, and, and that speaks to Peter's story, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and the Bible's clear about what ha what happened to Peter. Um, he's out, he's walking on the water, things are going great. Mm -hmm. um, but he kind of gets this notion as he looks around like, man, this is scary. Mm -hmm. Wow, these waves are high. Right. Wow, this water's deep. Wow, this storm is pretty bad. Right. Uh, and as his perspective and his focus starts shifting, uh, he begins to sink again, and that yeah. fear creeps its way back in. Yep. And so as we're dealing with fear, like our perspective is so, so important. Yes. Um, and, and we have to constantly keep before ourselves the fact that, that Jesus won't leave us. He won't fail us. He is close to us. That's good. Um, and, and everybody I've ever heard preach this sermon eventually gets to the place where they're like, if you just keep your eyes on Jesus. That's good. You know? Um, that's and, good, and there's, there's yeah. truth to that. And that's, you know, if you keep your eyes on Jesus, good. you won't sink or you won't fail or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, but there's truth in that. It has to do with focus and perspective. That's good. Uh, what do you choose? E even as we deal with this virus and we see so much going on in the uh, world around us, news reports are coming out every yeah. hour. Celebrities one by one are saying, hey, I got the disease and this is happening. Mm -hmm. What will we choose to focus on? What will you choose to focus on? Yeah. So, so verse 31, uh, Jesus immediately reached out, grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus yeah. said. Why did you doubt me? Yeah. Once again, we see this connection between fear and faith. Mm -hmm. um, and I honestly believe that 
often the Bible, like we see just more than one place, even on Matthew 8, mm-hmm. that there's a statement about fear and yeah. then having faith. Absolutely. Um, and really faith in a, in a real sense is an antidote to fear. You know, as we as we believe Jesus, as we trust Jesus, yeah. as we listen to Jesus, he helps us process and deal with fear yeah. uh, in a real way, in a tangible way. Um, the reality is we do have to face difficulties in life. We do have to face scary situations. Um, but Jesus is with us in those situations. Yeah. And we don't have to be afraid. Yeah. Uh, I guess the best part of the story is verse 32. Yeah. Uh, they climb back into the boat. The wind stops. Yeah. The disciples worship. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the wind stops. The disciples worship. Like in, There's this beautiful dynamic. Um, and we really get to see the point of scary situations mm-hmm. um, because they're led to this place of worship. Absolutely. Uh, and I honestly believe that the scary situations we deal with, when we deal with them in Christ, um, they build this tremendous testimony. Right. Like, can you imagine... Uh, the faith and the way the disciples felt when they get to the other side of the lake after just experiencing that situation right. of being freaked out and afraid, seeing Jesus, watching him deal with their fear, watching him in that situation, uh, and the way that it gives them courage for what's next. Yep. And, and what's cool is it points to Christ's faithfulness. Yeah. So they, they get in the boat, they worship him, and their response is, you really are the son of God. Yeah. It's like the faithfulness of faithfulness of Christ, he pulls them through, he gets them through, he calms down the, oh, that's right, you are who you said you are. You are the person who you said, you were faithful to everything you said. You really are the son of God. And I think when you go through those things, you go through uh, those scary moments when you're terrified and he saves you, like that faithfulness, you worship God, you really are God. Yeah, I believe that ideal is only really reinforced through crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, scary moments, uh, the storms of life, yeah. difficult times. It's when we realize who God really is and mm-hmm. through Jesus, you know, that's good. like that's when we really, that's when it becomes tangible. Mm-hmm. You know, we can read and we trust and we believe the word that we read and even the testimony of teachers and, you know, pastors yeah. and people that we love. But it it's in, uh, I heard somebody say this, it just sounds fly. It's in the crucible of crisis. That's good. No, that's good. <laughs> I like that. It's in the crucible of crisis, right? Yeah. That that we we realize who Jesus is, yeah. and those ideals are enforced. This surely this is the Son of God, good. or this must be the Son of God, or you really are the Son of God. That's good. Um. Yeah. So so. Scary days aren't necessarily over. Um. We we live in a world where there are ups and downs, and we deal with different situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the constant is Jesus. Yeah. That's good. Um, regardless of what we face and and what we deal with. We have this promise that he's with us mm-hmm. um, and literally everything he leads us through only builds a testimony to who he is right. uh, and how much he loves us and how deeply he cares for us. Um, honestly, as I look at the virus and everything that's happened in America uh, and, uh, and around the world, um, my concern is is that the enemy uses these kind of situations strategically to separate and isolate. Right. And I think people are going into cocoons and isolating themselves. Right. Uh, and in that, there's depression uh, because we know that the devil loves to divide and conquer. Right. Uh, that one of his strategies against people is to separate people right. and to find division uh, because we're weaker when we're not together. And I think something we want to encourage you at home is to not 
completely separate. We want to be wise. They're telling us to socially yeah. distance. But as we socially distance, we want to use tools at our disposal to also stay connected. Yeah. So take this time to, to FaceTime someone in your family group or life group. Yeah. Call someone. Connect with people. Send emails. Send texts. Stay connected to your church family. Even if we're not connecting physically, we have such technological means of staying connected digitally. You don't have to be a hermit. You don't have to disconnect completely. You're not alone, and you don't have to be alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in this age, what, what we're asking you all to do in this time or season, however you want to look at it, uh, is to separate but not isolate. Right. Um, you're never alone. And you don't have to be alone. Number one, we know that God is with us through the person of Jesus and in the presence of his spirit. Uh, but secondly, we have one another. Right. Uh, and so Pastor Matt is right. Uh, FaceTime individuals, text, call, uh, as, as long as it seems safe to do, meet in small groups together mm -hmm. uh, that you pray and have times of fellowship uh, because we're, we're not alone. Right. Um, and, and the church doesn't stop even as we diversify and figure out how to move forward. And, yeah. And, and how to adjust to this weird time we're in. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there's something to God calling us uh, to not lose sight of us being connected, That's especially good. today during this time. Right. So. We also want to encourage you to connect with the Lord in this time. Dive deep into God's word. Use this as extended time to get closer to the Lord. More times of prayer. Uh, not just reading, not just praying out loud, but waiting even on the Lord, listening to his Holy Spirit. What is he telling you? We have this moment in time that we can really focus on the Lord and have uh, times that we can yeah. not normally have. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I guess the gift, if you can even call it that, in the situation that's been handed to us is time. Yeah. Um, most of us don't have enough time, right? Mm -hmm. And now we're being forced to kind of slow down. Mm -hmm. We're being forced not to attend, you know, concerts, meetings, you know, things that we would do. There's no in sports games on right. that's competing Lord with Jesus, anything. My Lakers, my Lakers, <laughs> this is our year championship lake show. Was your year. Lord Jesus. Was listen, your year. Listen, it's not over yet. <laughs> we get back soon. <laughs> but but we can we can use this time as we're yeah. kind of forced to disconnect from social construct to really reconnect with Jesus. Um, so I encourage all of you guys, we encourage all of you, spend time with your family in devotion uh, and reading and going through scripture and praying and worshiping together. It's good. Um, because I think God is going to make us stronger in this. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's what he does. Yeah. Uh, even as you do that, listen, stay connected with our churches, um, Acts Church and Tabernacle. Um, we've got all kinds of electric means and ways to be connected. Yeah. Of course, we'll be sending out bulletins still. Uh, website and Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, you can still text your pastors and call and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we'll be watching the situation and we'll be figuring out how to move forward as things progress. Yeah. Uh, and as we just kind of keep our fingers on the pulse of what's happening in our city uh, and what our leaders in the city and county are asking us to do. Yeah. Listen, Pastor Matt, you want to pray for the yeah, people? Yeah, let's pray. Cool. Jesus, thank you for everyone that signed in that's connected to us even in a stranger way than we're used to. I just pray that your Holy Spirit would fill us. May we know that you are with us and that you are for us. And in these moments when fear creeps in, may we know that you are with us. Lord, I pray that you would bind us together closer. May we know more of your kingdom in this time. Lord, we love you. We want to honor you with everything we do. And so we just pray all of these things in your holy name. Amen. Jesus, we love you so much. Uh, we thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, God, we just pray that even now you be with every person uh, that is watching this broadcast. 
Uh, God, we come against the pain of division and isolation. Mm -hmm. uh, those that are feeling anxious and overwhelmed, uh, I pray that even now you bring peace. Uh, God, we declare the truth of your word to your people. Peace be still. Mm -hmm. That, Father God, you would bring the peace that passes understanding. Uh, peace that doesn't match the nature of our situation. Peace that doesn't match uh, how ferocious the storm is. But, God, that you would bring a supernatural peace that only you can bring, God. And so we pray, Lord, those that are fearful and anxious and worried, God, that your peace would permeate every home, every living room, every car. God, wherever your people are watching and listening to this, God, meet us where we are. Cover, God, protect yeah. in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we declare that we mm -hmm. trust you, that you have not given us a spirit of fear. Uh, and so, God, we walk in holy boldness mm -hmm. because we know that you are with us and you will bring us out. So, Father God, we ask even now for more of your Holy Spirit. Uh, that yeah. you would give us the realization, uh, a, a, a more full experience of your presence. Yeah. God, we know that you are with us and we are not alone. God, we love you. Mm -hmm. um, God, thank you so much. So God, we give you glory. Uh, we give you praise. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, be blessed, everybody. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Um, stay tuned to what's next. We'll be communicating with you guys. Yeah. Uh, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We love you.